Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSports.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 490. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, coming to you from my office, away from my office, my little truck. It's not a little truck, it's an F-350, so it's kind of a big truck. But anyhow, beside the point, I'm here, and uh, we're doing the radio show again from the truck, and probably will have to find a new office because we now have somebody in my cabin for the next six months. So for the remainder of the football season, I don't have a home. But that's okay. We'll do something. I'm, I still haven't figured out how I'm going to stream the game tomorrow night. So that's another thing that uh, I don't know what to do with. If somebody comes up with a great streaming idea that doesn't cost 20 bucks a month, I'd be really happy about it. That would be a cool thing. Anyhow, um, bah, 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 bah. hey, it's fucking football season. Can you believe it? We've waited since December. <laughs> Late Grey Cup. Um, to for football and preseason's done. Uh, training camp is over. Final cuts have been done. Uh, kickoff of the season. The first game is tomorrow night. Montreal at Calgary. Will gets to see a football game before anybody. Wow. I'm pretty stoked and pretty excited about that. This is football season. And, uh, yeah, really, am I going to be able to watch TV? I don't know. I guess I'm going to have to just buck up and pay TSN some money. It's really going to piss me off. But uh, otherwise, I can't watch the games, and I kind of want to. Uh, I don't have TV, and uh, I don't have satellite, and I don't have uh, cellular. I don't have anything out here except Wi-Fi. So uh, I'm going to have to stream it somewhere, and I can't get any of the European ones, and I don't want the ones with all those pop-ups. That's just annoying as hell. I've done that before. So we're going to have to give TSN too much money because I don't really care about NFL or NHL or NBA or MLA. MLB or, or beach volleyball or NASCAR. I couldn't give a shit. I just want to watch CFL. I should get some discount for only watching the thing four times a week. I don't know. I'm just ranting again. I'm just pissed off. I'm really pissed off that they can't stream a per-game thing. I'll pay you 2 bucks a game. 2 bucks a game is probably more than $20 a month. Probably. Yeah, I don't know. That's too much money. Okay, uh, let's open up the panel, get the guys in here, and we'll see what we can do from there. Um, and... Uh, the phone lines are open. Uh, William, welcome to the show, buddy. You're it. You're yeah. first in the football game. Yes, I Pretty am. Exciting. I'm super, super, super excited about finally getting to watch a football game from the beginning of the season. Okay, number one. Yeah. Uh, without without a mask on. Number two. Um, yeah, and I'm and it's Montreal, which is even better. And I really have a feeling that Sam Peters is going to have a good year this year. So, all of the above. I, I so, think they are. I, I agree with you. They are. I, 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 but, but you never know in this in the CFL. You never know. I mean, and we'll talk about. I'm sure we'll talk about the power. I'm sure we'll talk about the power rankings later. But some idiot is put a number of Eastern teams way high up, and I haven't figured that one out yet, <laughs> but maybe I'm stupid. It's because the Eastern guys did it. 
Maybe I'm stupid. I don't know. Maybe I don't know football. I don't know. Okay, so there you go. Um, but, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really excited. So there you go. And I'm also excited because I've heard that they opened the upper deck in PC. So that, to me, does that mean there's going to be more people at football games? Is that well, there that is a, the BC game for sure, and it, and it may yeah. just be the opening game. We don't know. Let's let's see if this is okay. a trend that continues to the next game. Okay. That would be really good. Okay. But yeah, they open up the so if they opened up the upper deck, the, the, a sellout in a lower bowl is twenty five thousand five hundred seats. So for them to open up the upper bowl, they have sold those. Or at least the majority. I, of them. I I I read an article today that said it was the lower bowl is only twenty two thousand seats. That's wrong. Oh, is it? Okay. It's, yes. It's twenty five thousand five hundred seats. Okay. So anyhow, that That's was good. Charles, and he's here with us. Welcome, buddy. How are you? Good and excited because I'm going to be sitting in the upper deck on Saturday night. Yeah, absolutely the best place in BC place to sit. I I, I just have my season tickets right there, right at midfield, front row. Nobody in front of me. I could spill beer on the guys below me. It was awesome. It was just a, a, yep. a phenomenal place to sit and watch the games because you get to watch the whole game unfold, not just a little part in front of you. So I, yep. I, I, I'm jealous. I, I'm very envious of you. I, I'm not jealous. I'm envious. Jealous uh, is a bad word. That's true. But yeah, yep. super stoked for you. Super stoked. Yep. For both of you. I you actually watch football live. Yeah, I actually had initially um, bought tickets the other day, and I was down uh, in the corner, which was fine. I had no problem being there. But once uh, I heard that they were opening up the upper deck. Uh, I used to always like sitting in the upper deck because he got such a good view from up there. So I called the Lions and said, "Hey, uh, the the tickets are the same prices as the one, the same price as the one that uh, I bought the other day. Is it, can I switch and go in the upper deck?" And they're like, "Wait a couple minutes," and they set me up, and now I'm in the upper deck. Wow, that's and pretty, I'm excited. Pretty I'm exciting. glad. So one, the one thing about the upper deck that is not good, okay. Yes, the concession stands suck. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the biggest problem. But uh, whatever, I'll walk downstairs and go get something if I need to. Not that far. Oh, yeah, we used to walk up. No, no, I used to walk upstairs to go to the Club Orange all the time. So, you know, it's just yeah. another flight. So, so, so be it. Or I'll get something before I go upstairs. I'll get something, then I'll go upstairs. Whatever. Does not matter. Does not matter. So anything yeah. interesting happening in your lives, guys, outside of football or just because of football or anything else happening? I moved. William, go ahead. Anything? Oh, you moved. No, that's, I see, work. That's important. I, I work. Yep. Yeah, I guess it is. That's very important, Charles. I'm, I'm happy yeah. for you. Thank you. And I got this was a big step. It was. Yep. And I got my house and I got my office and I got my lion's flag on my wall. So Yeah. It's different when it's all you you got a little place that's your own. Yep. So you can sort out all your lion's gears 
and find my couple of three bobbleheads there somewhere, okay? It's and funny. I found one the other together. day. I found one the other day in my garage. You've been talking it's, it's, about these bobbleheads for, for five years. What's that? I know, I know. It's been a long time yeah, since I know. I've seen Charles. Yep. I know. I, I think there's a, a Mike Riley, a, a Wally Buono, and a Brian Burnham or something, yep. wasn't there? It, it, yeah, every, funny. Every time CJ's in Abbotsford, he'll call me up, and he'll see if you, I want to meet up with him. And almost every time I'm not in Abbotsford when he's there, I'll be out in exactly. Richmond or something for some reason. It's weird. I, I Actually, I might uh-huh. be in Abbotsford this Saturday. Uh, I might be in Abbotsford this Saturday, too, until I leave for the game, so... Well, well, the game's Sunday, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But, no, the game's Saturday, Saturday night. No. Oh, okay. So, My so bad. Charles, what what time do you what time do you have to leave your house to get to the game on Saturday night? Uh, well, let's see. <laughs> Typically, I would leave for a seven o'clock game from here. I would leave probably no later than five. I might even be four thirty. But I think uh, me and my wife are going to go in, and we're going to have dinner first, so we might want to go in even a little bit earlier because on game nights, uh, restaurants around the stadium, they get busy pretty quickly because everyone's trying to go in before the game. So, And there's going to yeah. be more practice because they've got this big party on the plaza thing that they're doing there, so it's going to be a, probably a little bit extra busy. Plus, I want to get a decent parking spot. So. Yeah. Bear in so, mind, there's going to be like 30,000 people there too, right? Exactly. So it's going to be busier than what we're used to. So um, yeah, all the more reason to go in earlier. Yeah. 100% agree that we did there, buddy. Yep. So, yeah, William, it, it's, it's a good – he's got to leave two hours before the the, yeah. the kickoff, or if not sooner, just to get downtown. Yes. If it's a weekday yes, when people yeah. are still working, you got to leave at 4 o'clock at the latest and probably earlier than that because getting from Abbotsford to Vancouver, even on a Friday, is just a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's not, so it's, let's, not, um, it's not like, I was going to say, it's not like my commute tomorrow night because it's pointless yes. for me to come home for a 7 o'clock game. So I'll probably stay at the office till six thirty, six fifteen, and then I'll go to the stadium and I'll be there for seven o'clock, and inside for seven yeah. o'clock. So, yeah, yeah, you're only fifteen minutes away from the stadium. It's it, it's anywhere, anywhere. Annoying. Where you're only fifteen minutes. Yeah. So. Well, it's, that, it's nice to live in little towns. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I like Calgary. It gives me that Regina feeling. Okay. Without actually having to be in Regina. There you go. <laughs> At least there's hotels so, there. Yeah. True that. <laughs> True that. Okay. Let's... uh. Let's start the show, eh? Do you we want get to start to, the show? We, want to we talk get to, to pick. Here? We get to pick. We get to pick yep. games. I'm excited. Okay. So, uh, oh, 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 I didn't get my, my sheet out. I, I, I usually make my score sheet, and I forgot to do that. And I got, can't go in there because the, the girl's gone to bed. Um, we got a new girl from Germany. She arrived today. So she's like, 
jet lagged and shit. So she's closed her door and gone to sleep. So I can't go in there and make another sheet. So I'll just have to write it down on mine here. Okay, so the first game is Montreal uh, in Calgary. So we got uh, we got Charles Charles Cliff. We got Will McDonald, and we got CJ. We don't have um, Rudy. Rudy didn't put in his picks. We should try and tell him to do it for next week. Yeah, or send a message if you can get it in by tomorrow. If he can get it in, if he can yeah, get picks in before the start of the BC of the Montreal Calgary game, we'll accept them this time. But yeah. normally we have to have them in before the end of the show. Right. Yeah, okay? but don't don't forget so, he really has he really has trouble with internet where he's at. So I that's know, true. but he's got a whole week to get his picks in. Yeah, that's true. Right. He can get them in but somehow. Maybe. He'd, even if he maybe he doesn't know because maybe he doesn't know because he's new, right? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. We should have done this a little bit better, but okay. Okay. Anyways, the three of us are so, here, so that works. Okay, it is okay. So we're going to do the three of us here, um, and, and and I know Sparky's going to put his picks in, and I don't know if anybody else is doing theirs. Anyhow. We got a little. We got a little group out there called Let's Talk CFL. Um, uh, I don't even know where Sparky. He put a link up on the on the Facebook page. So if you guys want to participate and, and try to beat the the panel here, go go there, sign in, register, whatever, put in your picks before the start of the game at Montreal Calgary. Okay, Charles, uh, your your go. So what you got to do is you got to pick a winning team, and you have to pick a, a total score. A winning team and a total score. Okay, no problem. Well, first game of the year, Montreal Calgary. I guess Vernon Adams will be starting for Calgary. Hmm, this is an interesting one. Vernon Adams, uh, starting for Vernon Calgary? Adams doesn't play for Calgary. Montreal. Sorry, slipping the tongue. Um, yeah, so um, I think Calgary's going to bounce back this year. I mean, I think uh, they had a tough year last year. I think they're bouncing back. I think Bo Levi Mitchell wants to uh, have a bounce-back season as well. Calgary's tough at home. They always have been. Um, so I think this is going to be a Calgary win. I'm not sold on Montreal. Uh, I'm not sold on Vernon Adams, Jr. I think you're going to see a quarterback controversy there before long with, with Trevor Harris. Incidentally, I was reading today that there may already be uh, a bit of a rift there because apparently uh, Kahari Jones – um, his guy is Vernon Adams Jr., but at the same time, Danny Matocha, the general manager, favors Trevor Harris. So uh, that's going to be an interesting dy- dynamic here. I'm telling you, that's going to rear its ugly head before this season's over. But going into tomorrow night, Calgary at home, I think they're going to win this one. I think Calgary uh, wins this one at home, and I'm going to say the total points will be 41. 41. Charles is taking Calgary by 41 points. William, what are you going to do here? Well, and just to add on to what Charles said, quarterback controversy, the panel on TSN last week said point blank. Milt Stiegel said point blank that this is the, 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 
Kahari Jones has to do something this year because if he's not, he'll be gone because Danny Machocha wants to be the coach of the Montreal Alouettes. Okay? so You've been saying that for a while. Yeah, he can't slip. He can't slip. He's got to have a winning team. Um, so, and I mean, Vernon Adams was really impressive in the preseason last week. He threw four interceptions. Okay? So, ooh-ah. And then Trevor Harris came in. And, Trevor Harris came in and threw one. Okay, so I don't know. Anyways, uh, Calgary forty nine. Calgary forty nine. Okay. Um, forty nine is thirty twenty. The uh, free for all early game. Outside, uh, CJ's going to take uh, uh, Calgary as well, but I'm going. I'm going big with 51 points. Uh, I think that's going to happen. Okay. Okay. Dead silence on here. You guys got to keep saying something when there's hmm. dead air because I think the dog talk shit itself or something. So just for the reference here, on the CFL pick'em, right? Which we got Jamie Nye, Pat Steinberg, Matthew Schultz. Uh, Sorry, Matt Cause, uh, Christina Constable, uh, Chris O'Leary, and Jim Morris. Uh, everybody picked Calgary except Chris O'Leary. He picks the Montreal Alouettes. What an idiot. Okay. Um, there's always one. Up. We have the auto. What's that? I said there's always, there's always one. one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, not always, because the next game is unanimous. The Ottawa right. Red Blacks are playing in Winnipeg, and the entire panel at TSN picked the Ottawa Red Blacks to win. No, I'm sorry, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Okay, so, Charles, who are you going to take here? I'm sorry, but quite frankly, I, I'm sure I believe that the Ottawa Red Blacks are going to be better this year. I mean, I can't see how they could possibly be worse. Well, I guess they could go winless, but I don't see that happening. They brought in some good players, but at the same time, they're probably going to take some time to uh, actually gel. And let's face it, the Bombers, they're the two-time defending Grey Cup champions. They brought back a majority of their team, although they're missing a few feet few key pieces, Andrew Harris being one and a couple other pieces. But their home opener, uh, I just think with the experience that the Bombers got, uh, they're going to be a bit more cohesive because a lot of their guys are returning. They haven't had nearly the turnover that the Ottawa Red Blacks have had. So my pick in this one is going to be along with the panel. I'm going to pick the Bombers to win this one. Uh, total points will be 45. Okay. 45 points. That's a lot of points for Ottawa. Uh, and Winnipeg's not a high-scoring team. You know, they didn't. Score, they're very defensive. They didn't score a lot of points. I could be wrong there, but uh, yeah. Uh, William, you taking Winnipeg? Uh, regretfully, so. Um, yeah. I, I I I've been sitting here trying to figure out how I could take Ottawa and. Ottawa's offensive line has improved tremendously, okay, just from the people they brought in. Um, Their defense can't be even close to as bad as it was last year. But the big kicker for me is that quarterback that I don't think is a quarterback, really. 
okay, and that would be Jeremiah Mazzoli. And I don't think he's going to help them that much. I really don't. I, I, I think he's a mobile Matt uh, Nichols, to be honest with you. Just my opinion. So I am going to go Winnipeg, but I'm going to go 35. 35. So you're going low here, eh? Uh, CJ's yep. going to take Winnipeg, and I'm going to split the difference between the two boys here and go with 40. And uh, I'm not going high, not going low. We're going right in the middle. Uh, the third game up is the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and they're going into Saskatchewan. Now, this is a tough game, okay, because uh, – it is for me to pick anyhow, but let's let's see what the panel here. Oh, the panel there. Let's go over to there. Where did they go? Uh, oh fuck, I lost it. We're still here. We're still here. Not you, not you. I'm talking about the TSN panel. Oh. TSN panel has split it straight down the middle here. Jamie Nye, Matthew Cause, and Chris O'Leary took Saskatchewan. Pat Steinberg. Uh, Christina Constable and Jim Morris took the tie cats. Who are you going to take, Charles? God, I, I you know what? Um, I'm not convinced that the Hamilton, or excuse me, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are going to be all that good this year. I still think Hamilton should be one of the top, if not the top teams in the East. They've still got, uh, they got to have a chip on their shoulder at this point after winning the, losing the Grey Cup twice in a row, including last year at home. So I honestly think we're going to see uh, a Hamilton team come in, and I honestly believe Hamilton is going to get the win here, uh, even though they're going into Mosaic, which is not always the most... Um, easy place to play on the defense because it is a, a, a very large, uh, raucous crowd that uh, makes a lot of noise. But I think Hamilton pulls this one out, and I believe that um, uh, Hamilton will win this game over Saskatchewan, in Saskatchewan, and I'm going to say it'll be 40 points. I'll go even 40 points. Okay, uh, just for reference sake, uh, I read somewhere recently, and I think it was a Joe uh, uh, Rosso. Rosso, is that his name? Joe Russo. Russo? Russo, sorry, Russo. Um, he, he, uh, he posted something earlier a couple of days ago that says Saskatchewan is having problems selling tickets. So I don't know whether that was just a bomber fan posting shit, or was it is it real? So because everybody, the conversation went back and forth that Winnipeg and uh, Saskatchewan's ticket sales are both down from last year, and I'm saying BC's uh, ticket sales are going through the roof so much so that they had to open the upper deck. So yes, I'm pretty happy about that. Hmm. William, William, yes. Hamilton, Saskatchewan. Well. You do know I, I will never. Pick, I do because you know I'll never pick benefit. Saskatchewan. I'll never pick Saskatchewan as long as I live, ever, 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 ever. 
Okay. And, I think he did uh, last year. What a, no, I did not. I did not. One of these games, or sorry, one of, you know what? In 2013, when, when Saskatchewan won the Grey Cup and they were in Saskatchewan for the Grey Cup win, yeah, maybe they, stacked their, they stacked their team in the off season just so they could do that. They didn't do that this year. They did not do no. that this year, in my opinion. So I'm uh, I'm hoping they fall flat. Actually, they don't have a quarterback. Last place team in the league. Last place team in the league. Anyways, I'm going to pick Hamilton fifty-three. Fifty-three. Wow. Um, I don't think it's going to be that high scoring a game. Uh, I am going to take Hamilton because uh, this is not a fucking hope in hell. I'm ever going to pick Saskatchewan. Um, Unless they're playing in Ottawa. No, I'm going to take Hamilton, and I'm going to go low on the score here and go 35 points. I don't think they're going to be all that productive here. Of course, they're going to get 60 or 70 points, and I'm going to be an idiot, but that's okay. I'm good with that. Uh, Segment four, the fourth game of the season. Uh, What team so far has got the bye? It looks like Edmonton. No, not Edmonton. Who's got the bye? Toronto. Toronto's Toronto. Toronto, no Toronto here. Uh, the the fourth game is the Edmonton Elks are traveling to BC to play in the Ruckus Bowl at BC Place. <laughs> this is so cool. I'm so excited about this. It's going to be noisy in there. It's going to be noisy, mm-hmm. Charles. It is going to be very so noisy, correct. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I know that all three of us are going to take BC here because uh, I'm, uh, I can't pick anybody but BC. Charles can't pick anybody but BC. And Will won't pick Edmonton. <laughs> kind of like Edmonton and Saskatchewan. Hardest game of the year to pick is when those two play each other, and he goes with a tie. Um, Charles, BC Lions are going to win this. you got to say it. you got to say it. Of course they are. Of course they are. What do you mean? Nathan Rourke, this is your uh, time to shine, buddy. Let's see if we're here for, for real or not. Hey, the last time Nathan Rourke uh, played the Eskimos, the Lions blew him out. So, <laughs> obvious, yeah. isn't it? Um, yeah. he, uh, and Chris Jones is playing his games again. He's not naming his starting quarterback. It's typical, although everything points to Nick Arbuckle being the starter because he's been the guy that's been doing it practice all week. Uh, but, yeah, I think the Lions come through. They get expired by the big crowd at BC Place. I think the Lions win this one. 48 points is my pick for this. 48 points. Okay, William. Yeah, Was I, I correct I just, in my assessment? I want to um, say something else um, before I continue on, on, on this. Um um, there was a person making comments on our little 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 twenty CFL podcast before the show, and and last week he was talking about how he knows football better than I do. Um, he didn't say that. And, huh? He didn't yes, say he did. that. He, yes, no, he did. he did not. No, More he less. did not. More you less. said that he yes, knows he shit about football, and he said that he doesn't belittle people. Okay, yeah, but he said stuff before that. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read something and you tell me what you think. 
Okay, Christopher Jones. Okay. Um, yes. Really pissed off. Really pissed off with Chris Jones. Has Arbuckle at starter all week, even all training camp, and still refuses to name him starter. What the fuck, man? No good for team moral, if you ask me. If I were Arbuckle's agent or even the BC Lions GM, I'd try to make a deal. I think BC would guarantee a top three finish if Rourke and Arbuckle were a QB tandem. Just Rourke O'Connor, I'm not sure. feels like fourth or fifth. Okay, I want to point what something out. Where, where did this fucking come from? It's on this your, on your 20, just, just go above Charles' segments where they start. It's on the chat. Anyways, I just want to mention that I snickered as, much at that. As, as much as I do like Arbuckle, okay, and I do like Arbuckle as a quarterback, he won five games for Calgary three fucking years ago. <sighs> And has not – he beat the Bombers last year once. And the rest of the time he's either been injured or he hasn't been a starter. And then he got traded to Edmonton, and they didn't play him either. And I'm thinking, fuck, I'd pick work any day of the week and twice on Sunday, especially since I watched, uh, especially since I watched the preseason game last week. And – I hate to say this, he didn't look out of place at all as a starter. No. And I know it was only exhibition. I know it was only exhibition, but he didn't look out of place at all. And Michael O'Connor, I thought, looked pretty freaking good, too. So, you know. I, yeah, and you're not, a, I, you're not I, an O'Connor fan. And that, that, no, I'm not. That speaks he, was in, he was in Calgary. Nope. He was in Calgary last year. Yeah. Okay, but. but yeah. You know what? Proof is in the pudding. It's that simple. So I am yeah. uh, definitely, I'm definitely going to pick BC, of course. Okay. What did Charles? Yeah. What did you pick, Charles? BC? How many? Forty-eight. 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 Okay. I'm going to go. Yeah. BC forty-two. Okay. Um. I'm looking at Edmonton and uh, Chris Jones not having an offensive team and uh, tend to be a little bit stronger on the defense. I think I'm going to go low here, and I'm going to go BC 38, and I'm going to be really happy with that. And if BC blows out Edmonton, I'll be happy with that. I don't really care. I'll be happy with it. I just want two points for the Lions. Uh, I'm really stoked about Nathan Rourke. I, I I don't give a shit that he's a Canadian. I could care less that there's a Canadian starting quarterback starting for the BC Lions. I just like this kid, and I don't care where he comes from. Uh, I'm I'm happy with him. But in reality, so that's but in reality, all his training has been in America. So yep, he's not really a Canadian quarterback. He's an American quarterback. Well, then so's Alex Singleton. He's an American linebacker. No, Alex Singleton is a Walmart employee now. Right, Charles? Why do you say that? You didn't hear today? Did he get cut? The Walt he got the Walt no the oh, Walt right, that's right. Bought, the Walmart guy bought bought the Denver Broncos. The Broncos. That's right. I just yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, yeah. So 
Alex Singleton is now a Walmart employee. Okay. A Walmart employee. (laughs) Kind of funny. Yep. All of their concession stands are going to have self-checkouts. <laughs> and they're gonna have people in blue in blue vests all over the stadium doing doing the uh the Walmart uh the Walmart cheer at the beginning of every game. Yeah. Did you hear about that uh Walmart greeter? Uh that uh that this woman was coming into Walmart? This, he's an old man. He's a retired guy, and he was uh, he's working at Walmart because he had nothing to do. And uh, he, uh, the woman comes in and with two kids, and he, she's just screaming at them, right? And uh, he, he he looks at her and he says, "Good morning, ma'am. Twins?" And she goes, "Do they look like fucking twins? They're three years apart." And he goes, "No, they don't. But I didn't think anybody would fuck you twice." Oh boy. Okay, then. Well, that was funny. Yeah. A little um, funny? Uh, it was okay. I got another Walmart joke, but we'll leave it for later. You bring okay. up the subject again, we'll do it again. Okay. So, okay, so, here's a segment so, sorry, here, Charles. Wanna, what? Wait, I just want to interrupt. Charles, can you believe that they're worth that much money? Like, uh, that's what surprising me now. That that's what NFL franchises are going for. It is, like, yeah, unbelievable. What did it, what did it sell was for? It like, I think it was four point six seven billion dollars. Yep, oh. just under five billion dollars. Yeah. Wow, I didn't realize they were that much. I you know could buy the entire CFL like eleven times. But apparently, the two people oh, no. No. from the Walmart, the two people from the Walmart group that bought them are worth $58 billion between the two of them. And apparently that is three times more than any other owner in the NFL is worth. Yeah. So. Really but cool. every owner Anyways. in the NFL, I, I, I don't know if every franchise is worth a billion dollars though. I, I, I don't know. I didn't think Denver was, is Denver a hot? I I don't know. I don't know. I was shocked at that, but whatever. Because they uh, always really popular. popular. In a hot spot like that. Because they they always say that probably the the biggest franchise in the NFL is the Dallas Cowboys, or the or the one that's worth the yep. most money. They not say that, Charles? Okay, so they do. Yep. I don't know. I don't know. Dallas so, Cowboys are worth six point five billion. There you How go. much? Two point five billion. Okay, yeah. Six point five billion. Six. Oh, six point five billion. Yeah. Yeah. Six. Six point five. Oh, there you um, go. The Broncos are a, the Broncos are a bargain then. Okay. Yeah. The Cowboys are number one at six five. Patriots are five. Giants are four point eight. Uh, the Rams are four point eight. The Washington Football is four point two. San Francisco was 4.1. Let's just go down the list to see the bottom here, see where we go. Um, yeah, everybody seems to Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, 30. The, the, the cheapest team is the Buffalo Bills at $2.27 billion. Wow. Oh, wow, wow. Operating income. 
Hang on. Is this real? Oh, my God. Here, here's one for you. The Seattle Seahawks have a value of $3.5 billion, an operating income of negative $20 million. They lost $20 million last year. I'm surprised by that, but... Wow, me too. The Green Bay Packers lost $33 million. What is... Charles, do you know... That one, not a surprise because they're a small market. Um, you know what the salary the cap sal- is? NFL, NFL salary cap? Uh, uh, it's higher than the entire... Other, well, obviously, but... Uh, yeah. Uh, NFL salary cap. E- um, here it says NFL salary cap at, set at $182.5 million. Here, Here's an example. I mean, why are we no, talking actually, NFL? But anyhow, that... Actually, that was last year. Twenty, yeah, twenty twenty-two is two hundred eight point two million. I just saw that. You're right. So, yeah. Okay. Operating Sorry. income for the Dallas Cowboys, which is the number one franchise, was two hundred and eighty million dollars in profit last year. Hmm. Yeah. Now we see why they're so valuable. I guess. Yeah. But, but the New York Giants, which yeah. are $4.8 billion, lost $12 million. Hmm. Kind of weird. Kind but of weird. I'm thinking, okay. uh, no but I'm thinking no when, you're a, when, you're a, when you're a billionaire, it's a tax write-off, isn't it? Uh, it depends on whether this is a personal toy or not. It probably is for most of them. It just depends on how they're doing it. I'm sure it's all set up through corporations and everything else, but y- y- yeah, it, it, it would have to be. But uh, the New England Patriots is owned by a guy named Robert Kraft. Is that like Kraft Robert food? Kraft? That's a Canadian thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's not Kraft food. Uh, back to the CFL, because that's what I want to okay. talk about. Are you okay with that? Yep. Let's Charles included this this segment here called "The Final Cutdowns Were Done Over the Weekend." Did any of the cuts surprise you? Well, here's the deal. I actually read this article, and I read every single name of every player that was cut on all nine teams of the CFL, and I didn't recognize one. There was a couple. There was, there was a couple. couple. I was surprised to see Quan Bray get cut by the Alouettes. Because I've always thought he's a yeah, pretty decent receiver. That name. Quan, the, the running back for running back for Saskatchewan, Charles. Um, he's an ex BC guy, isn't he? He's got a weird name. Um, you know back I'm about. Yeah, I think I know who you're no. talking about. Um, he's a running back. He was a running back for someone else. Oh my God! Why can't I remember it? I'm gonna pull this up here. Yeah, me too. Saskatchewan. I must have passed it. There we go. Running back, uh, Shaq Cooper. 
Shaq Cooper. Yeah, yeah. Shaq, Shaq Cooper. There we go. That's a name you guys remember. That was a surprise, isn't it? Yep. yep. AJ um, Henry, also a guy I recognize. BJ Cunningham. BJ Cunningham. Yeah, that was a surprise. Yeah, I, I heard of him before. Isn't you know, a bit of a surprise? I, I don't. I honestly don't think that there was anybody in here that was. Oh my God! I can't believe he's a free agent. Yeah, and there's usually there's usually about half a dozen guys because they're and usually yeah. if they're older and and you know they want to stronger, cheaper, faster, but. It didn't happen this year. There's not a lot of guys that I recognize. No. So. Uh, Truman Washington. Never heard of him. I've heard he of him. He led the league in interceptions last Truman season. Washington. Yeah. Oh, did he? With, with okay. the Elks. Who yeah. did he play yeah. for? And, for the Elks. and Ottawa okay. got him. Wow. So, yeah, five so interceptions last year for Edmonton. Well, well, well. I, I know you really dislike the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, right? Okay, we know this. Yeah, yeah. That's an undisputable fact. And throughout your entire life, you have really despised the Edmonton Eskimos, right? My entire, does, does my entire Calgary, my entire, no, no, my entire Calgary life, yes. Your entire Calgary life, right? Okay. So does that now switch over to the Elks? Do you hate them too, even though they really haven't done yes. it to you? Well, you know what? Just but they've gotten been... worse. No, no, they've gotten worse because I hate that name. That name sucks. As a matter of fact, I was talking to somebody in Edmonton this afternoon, and I said, "Like, like, come on! Over a million people—that's the best you could come up with." And he's like, I got, I got no arguments. So, you know, so there you go. I mean, I wish they had to come up with a great name, but they didn't. So there, there was no real them. great name. I mean, I, I think well, the Eskimos no. were the name for that the, city. The great name is the Eskimos, and that's what it should have stayed at. And I don't care what anybody says. Yes. Yeah. Hundred percent. So. I agree. I agree. Um, so anyhow, let's move on to the next one here. Uh, any other? Anybody else has surprised you in there? I didn't. I honestly, I can't not recognize the majority of those names. Yeah. Not only yeah, there majority, wasn't a lot of all, there wasn't a lot of one of the guys I thought would get cut and didn't get cut was Charleston Hughes at 38 years old or whatever he is. But I mean, or does that, or does that reflect on how good Saskatchewan is going to be this year? So, just saying. One guy that surprised me that got cut by the Lions—he's not like a, uh, a a known name or anything—but Jamarius Way, a wide receiver. He's six foot three and actually played quite well in the preseason. But I'm I'm guessing it's just. He's a receiver, and the Lions have a, a riches as receivers, so I guess that's probably why they got rid of him, because quite frankly, that's the last thing they need is more receivers. Yeah. Hey, uh, one thing that I noticed is Toronto 
Toronto signed that, <laughs> that Japanese kicker guy that BZ had. You can't notice that? What? Yeah, she I didn't notice that. Yeah. Did did? They, yeah, Takashiki Taka Sato. Did they not watch him Something last like year? That. Yeah. No, wait a minute. This isn't the same guy, I don't think. He's not listening. No, that's not the same guy. No, I thought his name was Nagasaki or something. Yeah. No, that's not the same guy. All right, but he's still a Japanese kicker. What are the odds that you've got two Japanese kickers? And he's a global guy, so. But he's only on the practice roster. He he actually played for the Argos last year. He, He played in one game. Uh, nine punts, an average of 34.6 yards per punt. That is not oh, a good average. Yeah, sign him, sign him up. <laughs> Although he did hit a 60-yard punt. Well, it's like, why are we talking about kickers? No, I, I like kickers. I like kickers. I like kickers because I was yeah, starstruck sure. by that kicker that was on our show. Remember? Paul McCallum. Well, according yeah, to Sparky, yes, that's the case. I was, I was starstruck, okay? Anyways. Yeah. That's a true story. I know you were, because you just didn't say anything. I, I, I was. Speech. I was. Didn't say he was so, couldn't, say he couldn't anything. speak. He was so excited. I, 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 you know, I was, yeah, I can't even talk now about it. It was the highlight of my life. Wow. Okay, so there you go. So, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. So, yeah, no surprises that, that, in my you know, mind. So. Kill him. Okay. Go ahead. I'm just looking at this, the, our, our agenda here, and it's a little slim on things that we can talk about because, honestly, I don't care about the final cutdowns because these are people that just don't matter. I thought our game right. picks would take longer. There's stuff to talk about. And, and then um, Larry Tonnenbaum, uh, he doesn't matter either. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Although, if you read the article, some of the stuff he said wasn't all that wrong. <laughs> no, it's not. But he's still, he's an idiot. Although I don't care what, honestly, I don't care what Larry Tannenbaum says because what does he care? He doesn't give a damn about the CFL to begin with, so. Nope. So, the the article title is MLSE Chairman Larry Tannenbaum Not Happy with the Structure of the CFL. (sighs) Well, the big problem is that. We have three different styles of ownership in the CFL, and that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Okay? One, one ownership, which is three teams, one-third of the league, is community-owned. Okay? And, uh, and they have a whole different – they represent a whole different group. They have a whole different style of ownership. They have a, the, their mandate is, is totally different. Okay, then we have another group which is predominantly um, BC, Hamilton, Montreal, which are just 
rich people that have play toys, okay? And then the third group is like Calgary, uh, Toronto, and Ottawa, which are corporately owned that are a conglomerate of a bunch of different companies and or rich people. So when you've got three different styles of ownership that have three different agendas, it's very difficult to find common ground Mm -hmm. because everybody's looking for something different. And so for Larry Tannenbaum to say that he's not happy with the structure of the CFL, you can't blame him. You know? Yeah. And you look at, 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 at what he controls. Tannenbaum is the chairman of the Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment Group, where they own the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Toronto Raptors, Toronto FC, the Argonauts, and the Marlies. Well, the Raptors are valued at $2.5 billion. Okay? The Leafs are valued at $1.8 billion. The Ticats, or sorry, the Argos, are valued at $1.5 million. No. I don't know. It's just not going to happen. Well, he's always interested in buying and purchasing. A, he's always interested in purchasing an NFL franchise, too. So that's what it said at the bottom of the article. Oh, he has been for years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. of course, of course, those teams are worth more money than the fucking lowly Argonauts. Okay? It's, it's the CFL. I'm sorry. And it doesn't help that, you know, Toronto had the worst attendance has had the worst attendance in the CFL for the last six years, according to that article. Okay? So is that all? But are you surprised yeah. they put no money into marketing and they put no money into that franchise for anything? They're just they, kind of they, there they to it, pay the bills. The East Final last year against Hamilton, they had 22,000 people, but they said most of those were Hamilton fans. Much of them came from Hamilton. So, Oh, that's kind of funny. So anyway. it's really telling uh, when you're looking at. The, uh, I've seen a couple people make these comments today. When you look at the MLSC there in Toronto, and then you look at what uh, Amar Dome is doing or trying to do here in BC, it's like night and day. Like, literally, MLSC couldn't care less about the Argos. I don't know why they even bothered buying them. Does anybody know what the population is of Toronto? Yes. It's uh, 6 million, I think. 6 million? Yeah. If you can't can't get 200,000 people out to 10 CFL games. No, 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 no. I'm not buying that argument. Why not? 5.9 million people. So I said 6 million. I was pretty much bang on. Right. I, I just I'm going to Toronto that logic, Park. And that, that's a prairie logic, and that, it's not there. 
with a town of six million people, why can't you get more than eight thousand people out to a game? Yeah, yeah, I'm not. It, it, that doesn't matter. They're not relevant to each other. But I think well, why they are they? I mean, you have to go. Well, your point, the used to draw well. Sorry. Yeah. One person at a time. They did. So did what the Lions. Saying, I I just don't think that the larger markets are comparable to the product. And it's just that the larger markets, the larger cities are changing. And and the piss-ass little prairie towns are stuck in, in, in in the 60s and 70s. They just haven't moved on. And so they're kidding that's your reasoning behind that i don't buy that at all no 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 that's just my asshole attitude okay okay because because i look at it this way okay you say this often you say this often all the time you say that i do if if no no you say that if uh, the cfl got 10 percent of america to watch cfl football that's 32 million yes. people Bigger than Correct. bigger than Canada, okay. I I'm well, using the same almost. process. I'm using the same process with Toronto, okay. If you can't find two hundred and fifty thousand people out of those eight or those six million people, you're not doing a very good job of marketing your product, in my mind. But you don't even need that much per game. You only need like twenty five thousand. Well, I guess I guess times ten, but. You got to say that I'm a lot of them will be repeats. Throw. Yeah, but a lot I'm of them are going to be repeats. You're not going. You're not going to get uh, twenty-five thousand different people every game, so you don't need need that many people. Because a lot of them, if you're talking about like season ticket holders that are at every game, it'll be less than that. Okay, so right. let, let let's put it this way. Let let's look at this at a different concept because you're. you're I know what you're trying to say. I, I'm not disagreeing with you or arguing your point, but I'll tell you where I believe that it's incorrect. And Toronto, the Toronto Argonauts have the highest viewership on TV of any of the CFL teams. Okay. Okay? So what does that tell you? That they're in the biggest media market. People don't like like to go to the email field. It's probably just like because it's either a soccer stadium DC. or it's it's an it's an in, right. It's, it's probably an just like DC. Place it's, to a, be. it's a pain to get there. Yes. Okay? okay. So they'd rather sit at home where it's cheaper, and they don't have to spend yeah. hours to get to it, and and and, right. and go on public transit or something else, and and watch the football game at home. Right. So do, please don't say Toronto doesn't have fans. They have a lot of fans. They just don't have fans that go to so, the stadium. So, but but so here's and and I've never lived in a big city like that, so I don't know how it works. I've never lived in a big city like Vancouver, so I don't know how it works. You talk about my small town here, and I get in my car and I drive to the game every game, and it's not a big deal. The most it's ever is twenty minutes or forty minutes or whatever. Okay, and I get that. I understand that. Let's let's take this concept one step further. 
let's go a different way here. I'm going to ask Charles a couple of questions. Okay. You don't mention them very often, Charles. How old is your son now? Fifteen. Fifteen. Does he still go to football games with you? Sometimes, not every game. Some games, yes. Some games, oh, yeah. no. He's got he's got other interests. Is that correct? Oh yeah, he's got friends and stuff like that. He hangs out with and so on. So you know. Okay. Okay. So does he play football anymore? No. Okay. So here, here's my here's my thought process on this. Remember, we're, we say we're not attracting the younger fans. Okay. I I believe that sometime down the road we will reattract younger fans, and I believe it's going to be people like your son. Okay. When right. he gets older, when he gets older, and when he when his priorities change again. You know what I mean? And I believe yeah, he'll eventually. I believe. Yeah. I believe eventually he'll remember going to football games with his dad, and he'll eventually go back to football games. Okay. And I think there's a lot of people out there that'll be like that. Because and my my right. reasoning so behind the this whole. Where's the 25 year olds my, right now, or the 35 year olds that have done that? Okay. I don't know. Where are they? Hopefully they'll be around eventually. That's the point. My reasoning. But but my reasoning behind that is when I was in my 20s, I did not go to football games. I went to the bar every weekend and every day of the week. And eventually, I stopped doing that. And I looked for other things to do, i.e., go to football games. And that's what I do now. And I think there's a lot of people like that. Uh, of course there is, but, you, you know, you have to look at why but we what, what, three hold on, but what, of football fans. But what I'm trying to say is this will never end because I think we will just get enough people eventually to keep on going to CFL games. Whether it's whether it's 15,000 people in Calgary or, or 25,000 people in Calgary, I think that's eventually what will happen, and it will just keep on going like that. Just my thoughts. So I don't think the CFL is ever going away, despite what people say. I, I don't think it's going to go away. I'm not going to argue with that, but I would really like to see it flourish. And I, I would think that there's some really well, serious did, roadblocks but... to that happening. Right? You I know mean, what here's I think the, the most kick, serious? Kick. Okay, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I'll, co- I'll come back to it. Okay, well, right. the big what thing think... about Charles's son, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, the thing with Charles's son is, and I, I, sorry, Charles, I can't remember his name. Carson. Carson. Carson, that's right, Carson. I, I think Carson's going to be an exception to the rule because of, of how strong a CFL fan that Charles is, that he probably will come back to be a CFL fan. But there's a lot of kids out there who went and learned – that football is good to watch that have switched over to the NFL because they're always looking for the better, the best. They don't, they don't want the second rate. They always want the best Xbox. They want the best PlayStation. They want the best of everything. So they want the best football in their opinion, their opinion only the NFL is a better football game because the players are bigger. The players get paid more. The franchises are worth more. Everything about it's big, 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 so it must be better, okay? 
And that's the philosophy that this lost generations, and I'll pluralize that, it's generations, have right now is because it's bigger and badder and, and more expensive and everything else. And that has to change. We have to get rid of that perception of the CFL and stop comparing it with the NFL. And it has to become its own entity. It's not a lesser game of football than the NFL. It's a different game of football. It's a more exciting, fast-paced, quicker game. So we have to get out of that shadow somehow. And I don't know how to do that. I know that the the ratio is holding us back immensely. And anybody who says it's not is an idiot. Yeah, but I I still believe that, that, okay, I, I, I agree with everything you say. And, I mean, we, as in the three of us, for example, we all treat it as a separate entity. Okay? I mean, me and Charles watch that. Me and Charles, Charles yeah. and I watch NFL because we like NFL, okay? But we never compare it to the CFL because it's two different games. No, it's not comparable. Okay? Yeah. It's not comparable, no, it's okay? Like it's like Chinese checkers and it's like Chinese checkers and chess, okay? Come on. And, and so and I still think that there's going to be people in pockets. Another perfect example is a guy like Russ Gordon. He takes his kids to football games. Am I correct, Charles? That's correct, yep. Okay, and eventually they'll probably wander away to do other things, and I think eventually they'll come back to it because they went with their dad when they were young kids and they have something in their mind. I think the biggest problem is people are not educated about football, and I don't like to say I'm using the not educated. I'm just going to call them stupid. Okay, because they don't know what we've got here. They don't know. They don't know. They're not stupid. They're ignorant, and there's a difference. Okay, and everybody thinks sure, ignorance, sure. ignorance is a is 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 a derogatory term. It's not. It, ignorance is only it's a not. problem if you stay that way. Yeah, yeah right? absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. If, if you just don't know any better, that's an ignorance. And 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 as long as you say, oh. I don't know what's going on here. Let's solve this problem and figure it out. And then all of a sudden you become educated on the subject and your ignorance is gone. That's not a bad thing. But if you stay ignorant no. and, and continually say, oh, the NFL is better than the CFL, the NFL is better than the CFL, the NFL. Well, no, they're different games. And you know what? I, like, I just came up with a comparison, and it will help me with it, even though he doesn't really, didn't really know it. Um, have you ever played chess and checkers? Yes. It's the same board. Yes. Are the are the two games the same? No. They're not even close. Why? Different different strategies. Different, different games. Pieces, different, different, different rules. Everything. Yes. Right. It's the difference between the NFL and the CFL. Same field. Absolutely. Different, a little different size, but two, two totally fucking different games. I'll even take it one step further. In my mind, it's like comparing baseball to football. No, because they're different. They're different fields. Right, but it's still it's still the 
people don't understand football. That's the problem. Okay? Of course, the, the thing is, and we know that. The thing is, it's not I mean, a, the, 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 the CFL and NFL are also different fields, technically. Technically, but yeah. yeah but, but, look at them from above, and they look the same. That's fair. If you quickly yes, glance but, at them, they both but, look the same. Absolutely, but the difference, once again, and I, and I bring this up all the time, the difference is the NFL tells people that this is the best that's out there, and these guys are great, and they get pounded with this shit constantly. And 90% yeah. of the population, 90% of the population believes it because they told them so. Well, the NFL knows how to market right. itself. And That's the thing. Yeah, it, it's the same way as the government marketed COVID. I wasn't going to bring that Nine, up, but over, I'm 90, not going to disagree with 90, you. Ninety percent of the people out there were told that this is a bad thing and you need to do this, and they did. Yeah, yeah. Right or wrong is irrelevant. Right. It's the fact they were told right. to do this without any any logic yeah. behind it. Right. So the lemmings but, did it. Yeah. And it's right. the same with football. Now, and, and, and hang on, let's take this into another dimension, in, in, into just CFL. Look at Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Okay? That is a multi-generational team. The grandparents, yep. the parents, the kids, the grand, yep. great-grandchildren, yep. they're all fucking Rider fans. Absolutely. Because that's, that's all true. they know. That's true. That's correct. Okay? Um uh, Poor bastards. Gabby Wormsbecker. You know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I know who that is. She at one time told me that 80% of her wardrobe were rider gear. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 80% of her wardrobe is rider and she doesn't wear the other 20% very often. Okay? I have... A couple of BC Lions t-shirts. I have some jerseys, and I have them more for show and decoration than anything else. I don't wear them. You won't see me walking down the street in a BC Lions gear. I just don't do it, right? I'm wearing Carhartts. Um, is that because I'm not a fan? No. I, I, I don't no, because you have taste. You have taste. <laughs> you know, I wear my BC Lions gear when I'm going to BC Lions games. There you go. Okay. Me too. You, you wear BC Lions gear to BC Lions games? Wow, good for you, Will. I'm happy. Yeah. yeah no, no. I, I, um, wear, yeah. I wear BC Lions gear when I go to Calgary games just because I like to get oh. abused. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. But it's a whole different mentality. And – that you need to take that. How do you get that Saskatchewan Rough Rider mentality in each of the other towns? And the only way to okay. do that is it has to be instilled in them when they're very, very young, and it has okay, to but be continued. A... Okay, let me let me tell you a little. Let me tell you a little story, real quick. Okay, so I think that's the mentality in small towns about. 15 years ago, I went to the Daytona 500, okay? I was in yeah. I was in Orlando. I was in Orlando. 
with a bunch of guys, and we happened to be there when the Daytona 500 was on, and we all said, hey, let's go to the Daytona 500. I'm not a car race guy. I, I didn't care. But we all went because the guys I was with were paying for everything. And so this thing was such a spectacle. And yeah. the thing I noticed the most, the thing I noticed the most was before the race, there was thousands and thousands of people downstairs buying T-shirts and pants and sweatshirts and headbands and baseball hats and jackets. Oh, they're, they're a and huge that, merchandise. And that, and that was their wardrobe for the rest of the fucking year. Okay? Yep. And yep. at the time, at the time, I had my head was shaved, okay, because I used to shave my head. And it was hot out that day, and I didn't have a baseball hat. So I went downstairs, and I bought a baseball hat, and I bought a, what's his name, number 24 yelled, Robert, Bobby Gordon, was it? I bought a Bobby Gordon baseball hat. And I put it on, and I walked up into the stands. Total strangers were walking up to me and hugging me because I was a Bobby Gordon fan, okay? And I'm like, get the yeah. fuck away from me, you freak. Okay. Like, get away from me. You see people touching Will. <laughs> I have, I have a full, I have a full, okay, I have a full set of teeth, okay? I don't need you people, okay? And, but I was, I was blown away by the bags and bags and bags of merchandise coming out of there and into the stands. And, so there's lots of small-town people that have the mentality the same as the Ryder fans because they're no different. Oh, of course they do. I'm sorry. It's just a different sport. Do you know what the, do yes. you know what the attendance at the Daytona 500 is? 250,000 like, people. over 100,000, yeah. No, it was 200,000 people when I was there. Wow. So 150,000 is a sellout of the Daytona. Yeah, it was insane. Okay, absolutely insane. Yeah, it's it's massive, absolutely you, massive. You want to talk about you want to talk about shitty stadiums? Okay, do you realize yeah. oh, what yeah. kind of chairs you sit on at the Daytona 500? They're fucking Are metal they like folding wood? chairs. Oh god, They're metal folding chairs. Okay. It yeah, was, but it how blew often my mind. are they used? Once a year. Well, like no, there's more stuff than just. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But it was it was right? it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. I'll never go again, but it was a spe- spectacle that I don't think any other sporting event has that. Like that big. No. Well, Maybe the Super Bowl, I, but I doubt it. Yeah. No, no, the Super Bowl's not that big. I I I'm pretty sure some soccer Soccer games are that big? But yeah, World probably. Yeah, so maybe like the European like, Cup or something like that. Not the MLS, yeah. but yeah. like the European Cup or something but, like the World Cup. Yeah. It, 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 is, it is an amazing spectacle. And people do not appreciate how, much, how many <laughs> and how large NASCAR fans are. It is unbelievable. Yeah, it's huge. It's I mean, huge. It's a religion. <sighs> Absolutely. So, yeah. Anyways. 
But yeah, so we can improve the CFL in some ways, but I, I think it'll just go along like it's going along, unless we may do an expansion to the U.S. and unless they drop. But I mean, think about how hard, think about the problem of trying to get rid of one Canadian during this last CBA. They were like dug their heels in. I don't think you'll ever get rid of the ratio. I really don't. As much as I'd like it to go away, I don't think it's going away. So, well, we'll we'll see. And uh, yep, I, I honestly think that it has to it has to be the American players need to file a discrimination case. And, and and then then they're going to have to and then the Supreme Court is going to rule it uh, unconstitutional. I don't know. I don't know what the case is there. But uh, anything more on uh, Larry Tannenbaum and citing low franchise values as a reason why the league needs to embrace change? Uh, you can't argue with him. I just don't care what he says. Well, no. If he believes that the the franchise fees are too low, then it is his job and his responsibility of an owner of a franchise. Who's eating peanuts? Not me. Come on, whatever it is. Because it's not, it's not me. Anyhow, uh, it's Larry Tannenbaum's job as the owner of a franchise to increase the value of his franchise. Of course it is. Nobody else, mm-hmm. nobody else is going to increase the value of your franchise. Your franchise will go up in value if all the other franchises go up around you. I mean, it's no different than real estate, right? Your house can be an absolute disaster, and it will go up in value because all your neighbors are 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 up are valuable. But it, you'll if you really want more to add value to your house, then you have to paint it. You have to make it look good. It has to be clean. It has to be dressed up. It can't look like an Indian reserve. Okay. Did I say that? Shit. Yeah. Well, so, so, so my so so my question is this. Okay. When you have a garage full of Corvettes, why would you buy yes. a Chevette? Okay? Why would you buy a Chevette? Why did, why did they buy the Toronto uh, Argonauts? Well, because it's not the, quite the same. And I, I understand your, your analogy, and it's not wrong, but it's not the same. Because the problem is, is that if you own a whole pile of Corvettes, and you own every car in the city except for one, you have to have that other one. You have to have that Chevette regardless because, A, you don't want anybody else to have it, and, B, you want to have them all. Okay? And that's the only reason why they bought the Argos is because they're greedy. They wanted everything. They wanted to share it with no one. So they bought the Argos. Even though they didn't need to buy the Argos, there was no reason for them to buy the Argos. They didn't want to buy the Argos. They just couldn't help themselves. Well, if, uh, if we got everything else, so we're getting this one. If, 
If that's the case, then stop fucking complaining. 100% agree with you. Or, or do something about it. Don't complain about the value of your franchise because you probably paid fuck all for it. Increase the value. Make yeah. it, make it well, a better franchise. Are yeah, you going to make it as expensive as the Raptors at $2.4 million? No. Okay, we, we have a, we, we have a saying at work. We have a saying at work. And people, people cannot complain about things at work unless they have a solution to fix it. Agreed. Yep. If they true. complain, that's Agreed. great. But I want to know. I want to know your solution. How do we fix it? Yeah. What's well, the same thing? Is you know you can't complain about a a, a a board of volunteers on a nonprofit society unless you're willing to step up and take over. Agreed. You know what I mean? I mean, you, it, it's put up or shut up. I 100% agree on that. I mean, I I, I was part of a, a national horse association, and I told, said the president's an idiot, and he's not doing his job properly. And the only way that you could do something like that is to run against him, and I did. I didn't want the job, but I didn't want him to have it. So, you know, I can't bitch about what he's doing unless I'm prepared to do the job. And I did the job for eight years, and then I finally let somebody else do it. I'd had enough. Okay. Moving along. Back to the peanuts. Way to go, Will. Uh, I, um, I'm, allergic, I'm allergic to peanuts. I'm allergic to peanuts, but I have this, this fetish for ice cream bars, okay? It's the ice cream oh, bar the wrapper. wrapper on the ice cream bar. Okay, oh. okay, okay. What kind of ice cream bar? That. Is it like a ice cream sandwich, or is it like a Klondike bar, or is it an Eskimo it's, pie? It's called, uh, it, it's, <laughs> called, it's called the Mega Sandwich from Costco, and it comes in a box with 36 of them, okay? Oh, okay. They're awesome. I think that's the I'm one we got, too. Okay, five takeaways from the final week of preseason. I, I read this article and I don't necessarily agree with it. This is Laundry, Don Laundry. Landry, sorry, not Laundry, Landry. Um, did you see that uh, Lucky Whitehead wants a llama? What the hell is he going to do with a llama? Well, he, he showed up at the uh, the. the Last preseason game on roller skates. Yeah, so he that tweeted I saw. out. He said, tweeted out, and then asked, "What should he do for the home opener?" And Landry sent him a tweet that said, uh, "You, you should uh, ride a llama." And he goes, "Send me a llama." And so now Landry's asking anybody in the Vancouver area to bring a llama for Lucky Whitehead. It, it, it's just a little ridiculous, okay? But anyhow, it's kind of cute, but. No. Takeaways. Uh, it's time for the easiest part of any coach's job, the cuts. Yeah, right, Homer Simpson. We're not doing that one. Uh, we went over the cuts already. There's nothing really important there. Tale of two cities and their quarterbacks. Um, Montreal. They, the article is about Montreal and Vancouver, where Montreal had a quarterback question. Uh, 
Vernon Adams Jr. comes out, throws three picks, looks sucks really badly. So now there's a whole pile of questions in Montreal. And the other one is BC, where Nathan Rourke comes out and lights it up and looks really good. And there's no quarterback question in uh, BC. So it's a tale of two different cities and what they're going to do. We kind of went over Montreal, and uh, and the coach and the general manager are are at odds. And uh, I I personally think Danny Machocha is going to win. The GM always has the upper hand over the coach. He can't fight this battle. Because the GM can get rid of the coach. It can't happen the other way around. Exactly. So, uh, number three takeaway uh, is with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and it's a a big hole to fill. Now, what big hole do you think you need to fill in Winnipeg? Is it Andrew Harris leaving? Yep. Andrew Harris. No. No, that's not what it is. No. They're saying that it's the Sam. They're having problems with the strong side linebacker, where Mercy Maston... Um, was injured. So he's blown his Achilles again, yeah. two years in a row. Yeah. And he's out. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh-huh. they had they brought in a guy, uh, Alden Darby, who did an amazing job, but he uh, split out, and he's over with Toronto now, I think. No, he's sorry, he's in Hamilton. So the Bombers really don't have anybody to Sam spot. And that's their big hole, their big question mark. But they didn't have him last year either because he got hurt. So is he really that big a hole to fill? But they went on to go win the Grey Cup. You know, but they, I, that's I, because I think, they went out and got Alden Darby, but they've now they've lost Darby. Yeah, so so, the, so then they'll have to go out and get somebody somebody else. Exactly. And I, do they me, have that, that in, like, in Donald Rutland? Well, no, no, but to me that sounds like they're really arrogant, okay? Because let's talk about this for a minute. So they don't have their Sam linebacker. Um, number two, they don't have the top receiver in the CFL this year. No. No. They don't have Darvin They don't Adams. have the number one running back. They don't have Darvin Adams. They don't have Andrew Harris. They replaced Darvin Andrews Adams or the number one receiver with the dude from Edmonton who was in Ottawa. What's his name, Charles? I can't remember. White guy. Okay. Um, Greg, Allen, Greg, Greg Allen. Greg Allen. Greg Ellington. Okay, Greg Ellington. He's not on that level anymore. He's, He's on the downward spiral. Okay. So to me, that's arrogant of them to even say that. I don't know if they said that or if it's just the article, but. The article doesn't have again, anything in there at all. Once again, that, that magic question comes up. Is Zach Polaris still one hit away from not playing football anymore? I think he yeah. still is. I mean, just because he, uh, he's so good at the last couple of years. but I, I You could say that about just about any quarterback out there. Well, honestly. sure you can. Sure that, you can. Right? But who is is he who more is, prone? Who is no, Winnipeg? He's, he's... Who's Winnipeg's backup quarterback? You guys know? Uh, is it Sean McGuire? 
No, he's gone. That's right, he is gone. I'm not yeah, sure no. who Winnipeg's backup is. I, I didn't I didn't look I don't to think... see if he made the team, but I, I think it's Dakota Prukop. Okay? Who got cut by Calgary right. last year. He got cut by Calgary last year, then he went to Edmonton, and Edmonton didn't resign him this year and now he's in Winnipeg. And he actually looked pretty good when he was running the other night in Winnipeg, so so, once again, they don't have a backup quarterback. So they got lots of holes. Okay. Um, the next one here is it's a tough secondary they got over there. Uh, Ottawa. Ottawa Red Blacks released the number one interception machine in 2021. So do they have an amazing secondary that they were allowed to get rid of this Washington? They believe they did. They have this absolute shutdown defense. We'll see. We will see. I mean, we'll see sooner I than mean, later. Let's face it. I mean, you guys didn't like him as a head coach, but do you believe Mike Benavides is a really good defensive coach and has an eye for talent? I do. An eye for talent? Yep, I do. Okay, I, so I, there I, you go. No question. So, there you go. Yeah, he's a very good defensive mind. So, no he's argument. the guy who's making those decisions. So, you know what I mean? So, hey, we'll see. Everybody thinks they have a shutdown yeah, defense I, this time of the year. Yeah, because they haven't shut anybody down. Well, they That's haven't improved right. otherwise. That's right. But no one scored points on them yet, so there you go. Well, I'll tell you what. I am not going to claim that with the BC Lions. BC Lions' defense last year was not that wonderful. Did they improve it? I sure the fuck hope so. Uh, do I think that they're the best defense in the league? I am not that stupid. It might I be the best secondary. Something like that. You know, Might you know be. what though? One of the things I noticed, and and he is the offense or he is the defensive coordinator now, isn't he? Ryan Phillips. Ryan Phillips, yep. And and he's he's got a year under his belt, and he was a good football player. Well, so I I think he'll I think he'll have that defense going. Yep. Oh, I I have no doubt. I mean, yeah, if you look, the so. the big the biggest question mark on the defense for me is the defensive line, and that was a big question yeah, mark yeah. last year. They've got a great, really good line, solid linebacker core with uh, a Jordan Williams, Lucius Purifoy, and uh, Bola Combo. So, and then yeah. if you look at their secondary, it looks pretty strong too. Delvin Bro, T.J. Lee, um, Gary Peters, uh, forgetting a few names, but they they look like. Uh, uh, a pretty damn good uh, secondary too. If there's one weakness on the defense, it's going to be the offensive line or defensive line. To me, that's yeah, a bigger. It was last to me, that's that's a bigger question mark than the offensive line, as far as I'm concerned. Yes, and boy, do I get flack with that. Everybody says, "Oh, the BC Lions have a terrible O line," and I go, "I'm not seeing it. It's not the O line that was the problem." <laughs> Oh, you're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. 
So, uh, the last one here, this is all about Calgary. Um, sometimes it just ain't enough. Go figure. Calgary quarterback Chase Fouquet. Fouquet? Fouquet? 4K? Anyhow, he did really, really well against the Elks, and they cut him. Sometimes it's just not good enough. They're going with the rookie Tommy Stevens. Why? Because the guy's got a set of wheels on him. But, and, and, and I understand Dave Dickinson liking that type of style of quarterback because he was that style of quarterback. Likes to get the wheels going and get going. Um, but only by Mitchell is not. We know that, right? Nobody's going to argue neither, with me neither, on that. Bowley by neither, Mitchell does, neither is, does not run. Not, neither is Jake Mayer, okay? Neither is Jake Mayer, okay. So the Calgary offense, the playbook, is designed against uh, around statues in the in the backfield, okay? Uh-huh. So... So why would you want to bring in a quarterback that goes against the grain of what you want your team to be doing? I would you like me to answer that? Would you like me to answer that? Would you like me to answer that? I think it would be that? more important to bring in some, some amazing running backs, and they don't have that either. No. Yeah, go ahead. Answer that. They don't have – whoa, sorry, they don't have what? They don't have an amazing running back. They don't have an amazing running back? I didn't say they didn't have a good one. I just said he's not amazing. Okay. Wait till you see what happens this year. Anyways. um, Okay, I am. I I heard an interview with Dave Dickinson this morning, and they asked that specific question, what you just asked. Okay? And he wants somebody, he said, who will change things up, and he thinks – He's pretty sure he can teach him how to be a better passer. The guy's only the guy's only 23 years old. Okay. Yes, I know. Maybe they saw maybe they saw something that he might be the guy in three or four or five years because they do that. You know they do that, right? Yeah. Just saying. So. <laughs> What's so funny? Oh, my. Well, You're reading this article okay. I just posted, isn't it? Aren't you? I am. I am. And, and where did oh, I start God. to laugh, Charles? Uh, number four down. <laughs> I knew exactly. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, we've got to talk about this. <laughs> okay. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. We'll get to it. Okay? No, keep going, Will. Oh, no, that's what I was going to say. Okay. So, okay, we're going to move, move on from this just a little bit. We're going to take up the uh, – that was the end of the uh, the takeaways, uh, and, and it wasn't very good. So we're going to go to something funny here. This uh, 13th man where the, where the fuck Where okay. the fuck did this come from? <laughs> I literally just where came across fuck? it about five minutes ago. So I clicked on it to see what was in it. I'm like, oh, God, we've got to talk about this. Okay. So the, 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 um, the 13th man sports.ca has put out an article called five player predictions for 2022. 
And I absolutely busted a gut laughing. And we'll get to that one because it's funny as hell. Duke Williams gets 1,500 yards. Okay? Duke Williams. How do they figure this? Okay. Because Duke Williams is special. In, in a short bus stand away, I don't know. This just it seems like astronomically high number to me. Okay. Fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred yards. It seems uh, or more. That seems like a lot of yards. Okay. Now here's one that I I absolutely know is not going to happen. I just don't see it happening, and that is Andrew Harris rushes for a thousand yards. I think Andrew Harris has lost a step. I think that he's being watched a little closer, and he's he's definitely over the hill. And going in from Winnipeg where you have this O-line that just opens holes for you and the freight train runs up the middle, um, Toronto doesn't have that. I don't think that the Toronto running game is going to be that strong, and I don't possibly believe that Andrew Harris is going to be capable of doing 1,000 yards. I don't think he's going to stay healthy all year. No. No, you could have a very valid point there. William, what do you think? Andrew Harris, 1,000 yards in Toronto? My, My question to that is Andrew who? He's, he's yesterday's news, isn't he? I, yeah, he is. I, I honestly don't see what it's going to go. Okay, so now this is one for you, Will. This is a good one for you. Greg Ellingson becomes the Bombers' leading receiver. With Kenny Lawler It's possible gone. because, well, no, no, it's and possible. Darvin Adams the best signing in Ottawa. It's the best receiver they have. Right. So it, then it doesn't take much to be the leading receiver. No, he can have so, 500 hard, yards. He'll be the releasing receiver. Yeah. Hardly a prediction. Okay. Hardly a prediction. Okay. Now, this is the next one. This is what I like. This is why, I, this this is is why I posted this. Jeremiah Mazzoli leads the league in passing yards. Let me repeat this. Jeremiah Mazzoli leads the league in passing yards. He's never before led the league in passing yards. And he's now with the rejuvenated Ottawa Red Blacks. Okay, so... We we don't know if they're rejuvenated yet. I guess all the quarterbacks (laughs) in the CFL are going to have down years this year, okay? I guess they're all going to have down years. Because I'm thinking... Jeremiah Mazzoli might be good for 2,500 yards. Okay, it says, this is obviously one of the more bold predictions on the list, but it's not like Mazzoli doesn't have the talent to throw for 5,000 yards. Yes, he doesn't. Uh, League leaders typically throw for 5,000 to 5,500 yards over the course of a season, although there have been seasons where it takes less. And with some of the receivers around him, he has options when getting the ball into the hands of the playmakers. There's not a fucking hope in hell that Mazzoli's going to be in the top five quarterbacks of this year. I, I was thinking maybe to being the top. I was five. thinking maybe top 
maybe top five rushing quarterbacks, absolutely. Maybe even number one. I, I, what fucking idiot comes up with this and actually believes it? He can't. He cannot believe this. This is just kind of one of those, let's throw this out there to see if they get any reactions. Uh, oh, th- this is why I'm going to open up the comment section, see how many comments we can get. I, I, honestly, I don't understand how you could possibly do something like that. Is, it, is there a comment here? Let us know what you think. Yeah, you can. Wow, that's funny. I, I, I'm surprised. I am so surprised. Okay. Uh, Charles, Jeremiah Mazzoli leads the league in the passing yards for the 2022 season. Uh, you can say no. yes, possible, or not a fucking hope in hell, or not going to happen. This is done by somebody named Frankie Benvenuti. I don't know what he is. Who cares? This is ridiculous. He, there's no chance in this. I would put the odds of Nathan Rourke leading the CFL in passing yards above Jeremiah Mazzoli. Come on, well, where is he getting this from? I don't. I have, no idea. I have no idea. Yeah. I, I would put Nathan O'Rourke in the top five in the CFL. Top five. Especially with that receiving core. But yeah, Mazzoli, I, I, yeah. I cannot, no thanks. See, I cannot put Jeremiah Mazzoli in the top five. And they put it out when we came uh, within 300 yards of doing it in 2018. Well, that was four years ago, so big deal. I, I, I would not be surprised if Nathan Rourke led the CFL in receiving yards. I would be shocked, absolutely shocked, if Jeremiah Mazzoli did. You know, if you look you know, at the, the, the quarterbacks in the league, Look at the quarterbacks yes. in the league right now. We got Zach Caleros in Winnipeg, probably the number one quarterback. Okay, we got Bo Levi Mitchell in Calgary, probably the number one quarterback, number two quarterback, number one quarterback, somewhere up there. They're arguably in there. And I'll give that credit. That I'm not going to badmouth Bo Levi Mitchell right now. If he's healthy, I'm not badmouthing him. He is probably a, he's a talented quarterback at this point in time. Okay. I wouldn't give you a pinch of coon shit for the rest of the league. This has probably got to be the weakest quarterback group that I have seen in decades in the CFL. Nick Arbuckle, Coach Fajardo, McLeod Bethel Thompson, Jeremiah Mazzoli, Matt Nichols, Vernon Adams, uh, Trevor Harris. It's pathetic. I wish I could disagree with you, but I can't. The only one I cannot criticize is Nathan Rourke because he's an unknown. And right. he might be in either one of those categories. He could be in the, the best. He could be in the worst. But really, this, these quarterbacks are terrible. It's just like, Here, what are we the developing? When, when you talk about Mazzoli and leading the league, here's the scariest thing, if you think about it this way. Okay. His counterpart, Dane Evans, started the last two Grey Cups, lost both of them, and Hamilton still decided to keep Dane, Dane Evans. What do you think they think about Jeremiah Mazzoli? 
Well, they don't think very highly of him. Otherwise, they wouldn't have let no. him go. That is correct. So, you know, and I, it, it's funny because in reality, I don't know how anybody could get excited about having him as your starting quarterback. Yes, I guess he was better than, than uh, what's his name from last year in Ottawa, Matt Nichols. I guess he was better. I guess if you compare them, he is better. But not okay, much so better. instead of winning two that's games, not you're exactly, win three. Yeah. That's not exactly a hard, high bar to get over. No, it's not. No, they're not, not setting but, the bar high. But if you, if you think about it, okay, let's look at it this way. Was there anybody else out there in this off season that Ottawa, that Ottawa could have tried to get? Anybody. Just come up with some names. Anybody. Well, who was out there and available? Just Trevor Harris. I'd have taken Trevor okay. Harris over Mazzoli. There you go. There's number one. Um, could you have maybe pried Arbuckle out of Edmonton before they found a general manager? Yeah, maybe. You could have done that. But he was there He was there before. They didn't want him last year. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, I read an article today that said the the, the other quarterback in B.C., what's his name? Uh, Michael O'Connor. Rourke and not – no, no, not Michael O'Connor, not Rourke, the other guy. Oh, Antonio The Pitkin. guy who just got – Antonio Pipkin. Pipkin. I read an article today. I read an article today that said that Antonio Pipkin is going to be a great mentor for O'Connor and O'Rourke. And Rourke, okay. Well, how much has that guy played? Very little. He's never really been a starter in the CFL. He was for a little while in 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 Montreal. So, yeah, I'm going to agree with Christopher. The quarterbacks are pretty weak this year, pretty weak. But can they all show something? Maybe. Some of them. Cody Fitzgerald in Saskatchewan has potential to prove us wrong. Nick Arbuckle has the potential to prove us wrong. Dane Evans has the potential to prove us wrong. That's it. And, and the guy and, isn't going to. No, Trevor Harris isn't going to. All right, no. so Jeremiah yeah. Mazzoli's not going to. Nope. And Bethel Thomas is too old to prove anybody wrong. I don't know if it's Frank, you guys, if you will. So. Go, go ahead. Could, could this be the year when, when the CFL goes back to strong running backs? Possibly. There's a possibility. So, hard to say. Okay, so the final final point of this article is Jake Mayer ends the season as the Stampeders starter. By the end of the season, uh, Bolivia Mitchell will not be the quarterbacking the Calgary Stampeders. It will be his heir apparent, Jake Mayer. That's a pretty bold prediction, but it's not too far off base. I you know, can't I mean, they're, not, they're, they're not they're not saying how it happens. 
Are they? No. Well, I mean, okay. he, no. they're down with an injury, and then they're right. Right. But I, I think, I think quite truthfully, and and Dave Dickinson, I, once again, the, the interview I heard this morning because he talked about both quarterbacks this morning, and I think he is going to be a little. Bully by Mitchell is going to have a shorter leash this year for sure. So, I think he would have to, because they they have they have, and and they really they've really set the bar high. They have high expectations this year, and you can hear it in Dave Dickinson's voice. Last year, not interested in having another year like last year. Not even close to interested. So we'll see. We'll see. So anyhow, a uh, good article, good find, Charles. I'm. Uh, I didn't have that, that kind of a belly laugh in a long time. I'm pretty I saw happy that. I that. Like, I got to post this. Okay, so I'm running out of power on my uh, my iPad here, and I can't charge it for some reason. It's not charging. Uh, so we've got the last. Uh, article here, which is power rankings. Oh, this is going to be. Oh fun. my good lord! How can you do like power who? rankings based on last year? Okay. I guess. Um, yeah. I well. And what they think will happen it, it, this it, year? It's based on assumption. But their assumptions, their assumptions suck badly. Well, let's just uh, – I'm going to go to the other article here. It's on Let's Talk CFL. On the power rankings list, there's the games, there's the picks. There they are, the power rankings. They got Winnipeg Blue Bombers in number one, the Hamilton Tiger Cats number two, Toronto Argonauts number three, and Saskatchewan Rough Riders in fourth. Out of the four, out of the top four – I only believe that one of them belongs there. You would be correct. Okay. <laughs> you would, would be, be correct. the Winnipeg Blue Bombers because I I, I cannot see correct. the Calgary Stampeders being in fifth place. In, in no world, no world could you put Calgary Stampeders in oh. fifth place. Okay, uh, they're a solid two, if not one. Um. So I, I would probably put Calgary first. And this is my own opinion. This is not anything other than my opinion. I'd put Calgary Stampeders first. I would put the Winnipeg Blue Bombers second. Okay. Uh, I might actually put Hamilton in third place, even though I said that they wouldn't be in the top four. I'll put Hamilton in third. I'd put BC in fourth. Uh, followed by Saskatchewan, and then I, I, the rest of them are shit. Uh, I couldn't pick the difference between Toronto and, and Montreal. I don't think either one of them are very strong. I don't think Ottawa is strong. I don't think Edmonton is. Uh, it's a toss of the coin for the, for the back half. But I'm putting Calgary, Winnipeg, uh, Hamilton, BC, Saskatchewan. Right now, those are my picks. 
What do you think? Go ahead, Charles. Uh, well, I'm going to I'm going to leave Winnipeg where they are in first. Uh, okay. I'm going to put uh, Calgary second. I'm going to be like you. Put Hamilton in third. I think it's a little bit. I, I want to put BC in fourth, but I'm not. I'm going to put Saskatchewan in fourth, mainly because of the unknowns of um, Nathan Rourke. So BC will be my fifth team. Then I probably am going to go to Toronto in sixth. I'm going to put Montreal in seventh. Uh, I'm going to put Edmonton eighth and Ottawa ninth. I'm sorry, I know Ottawa's got a lot of new pieces and stuff like that. Show me before I move you up in the power rankings. Uh, I'm not willing to just give them based on their roster. they got to show it to me. Plus, I'm sorry, they've still got Paul Lapalise as their head coach, and I've never been sold on him as a head coach. So that's kind of my, my thinking there. Okay. William. Yeah, this is easy. Um I'm going to go uh, Winnipeg first, Calgary second, Hamilton third. Um, it feels, it's easy, Will. This is easy. No, it's not. Yeah, you just said I'm that. Gonna say, I, I'm going to say Edmonton you said it was fourth. Easy. Did, you, did you hear what I said? Edmonton fourth. Wow. BC fifth. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, BC yeah. fifth. BC fifth. Uh, Montreal sixth. Um, Toronto. Saskatchewan and uh, and uh, Ottawa. Now that is your power ranking for this week. Yeah. That's correct. That's not how you think it's going to end up in the season. That is right at this point in time. No, I'm pretty sure about, well, no, I wouldn't say that's going to be the season. No, not at all. Okay. The reason, the reason I put Edmonton where I, the reason I put Edmonton where I put Edmonton is because I, and you guys know I'm not a big Chris Jones fan, never have been, never will be. But he is a good defensive coach, and defense wins yep. football games. And if and if Arbuckle is even half decent, and their offense is half decent, I think Edmonton might be up there. But I go back to last weekend, and apparently, apparently, lots of Edmonton starters played. Calgary sent no starters, and they just mollywopped Edmonton. So. Yep, that's true. So I, I really I am know. having a problem with putting Edmonton at, you you putting Edmonton at fourth. I just I'm not buying it. Once again, once again, once again, fourth and fifth with BC and fifth. I you know what? Until until he has a couple of games under his belt, you don't know how it's going to work. We really don't know how it's going to work. You know what I mean? You don't and know I, how Mike is going to work. No, no, you're right, but I think we'll we'll be able to. This will be much clearer after a couple of games. 
you know, if I look at BC roster and I look at Edmonton roster, hands down, I'm taking BC. Uh, Yeah, but just about straight across the board on every position. But the problem is. With Edmonton, I don't know a lot of their defensive players. I've never heard of half of the fucking guys. Exactly. Okay, but I do believe Chris Jones Delvin is a good judge of talent. Lee is all you need to hear about BC's defense. Well, absolutely. That's true. That's only two guys on BC's defense. Yeah, man. Jordan Williams, Bo Lacombo, and who was the other linebacker, Charles? Lucius Purifoy. Right. Lucius Purifoy. And I'm gonna say That's I'm gonna say to you linebacking core. I'm gonna yeah, but I'm gonna say to you, linebackers are a dime a fucking dozen. And I'm sure Chris Jones yeah. has sixty three in his back pocket. Okay? Yeah, two of those are Canadians. Yeah, I realize that. And so my question is who do they replace when the Canadians get hurt? Um, Charles, is Jordan Williams a Canadian? Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah. He was the first overall first pick in the draft. Yeah. So we have three Canadian yeah. linebackers. Three Canadian linebackers. We have an all-Canadian linebacking corps. I don't think the uh-huh. Lions have had that since all- the 80s. Like, hey, you know, you know, I'm just thinking here, Christopher Jones and Charles Cliff, you better get back on the Canadian ratio thing. Because you got five starters as Canadians, okay, that are going to be there for a long time. William, I have no problem with the fact that they're William. talented. I don't care where they're from. Yes, sir. They're talented. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They, they don't need a. They do not need a ratio to make the team. Say that again. They do not need a ratio. To make the team. No, I, no, no. I, I understand. I understand that. But would, would they even be looking at Michael O'Connor if they're what? Mind your quarterbacks don't count. So, interesting. Yeah, that they actually be, yeah. do now. They actually do now. They count now. Right. Oh, okay. They count they as now. of yeah, the, right. the, the CBA in 2021 or 2020 that they made for the COVID year. New they CBA, changed that yeah. so that the quarterback, the, the quarter, not this one, but the one before, they, the quarterbacks right. actually count. You get an extra American player. So it is advantageous mm-hmm. for BC to do this, but it would have to be only because they're talented. Because let's face it, CFL is a uh, quarterback-driven league, and you better have the best things quarterback out there otherwise you're not happening so I the, what advantage does Nathan Rourke have over all the other quarterbacks hey, he's got Brian Anybody? Burnham and Lucky Whitehead yeah no uh-huh. no what, what, what advantage does BC have over the other teams by playing Nathan Rourke Nobody knows what Nathan Rourke is. Yeah, okay. He's playing for $80,000 a year. Yeah, so what? Well, you've got money to spend elsewhere if you're not paying him five hundred k. Correct, but if he's successful this year, that'll change. Yeah, that's true. Of course it will. But at least... But this right year's now, the advantage. Right now, 
And I don't think they're playing and you know what? I was reading, all that much. I was, I was reading an article the other day, and I should have saved it because I've never heard this before. But And Mark Wet, Wetnall didn't even say this because we talked a lot last year about Lucky Whitehead and why the hell Winnipeg ever let him go to BC. Let him go. But I read an article. But I read an article this week, or a comment, or something, and I can't remember saying he's a cancer in the locker room. First time I've ever heard that. That's contrary to what I've heard here. So, right, and and you know I, what? He he looks like last year when he was hurt, he looked like he was part of the team, and everybody loves the guy, and so on and so forth. Okay, so. I can't believe that either, but a, I've heard it. Okay, let, let, let's back this up, and I'll give you a, what I believe on him. Uh, I think Lucky Whitehead is a clown, okay? Sure. Amazingly talented football player, but a clown, okay? <laughs> he reminds me a lot of Jerron Carter, okay? He likes Only, to get attention, let's put count. it that way. Yes. 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 Absolutely. And 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 that's but Lucky Whitehead backs it up on the field. Ron Carter he couldn't quite do that consistently. Oh, I think he that's wasn't. That's the only bad difference there. I, I, but you know, everybody said Deron Carter was a cancer in the locker room, and I didn't see that. I didn't hear that. Everybody loved him. Yep. Yeah. I didn't yep. hear of any trouble with him when he was here in BC. No. 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 But everybody says that he's like, you know, he, he got in that fight with his cousin and uh, in went after, was it Vernon Adams or somebody went after him in, in Montreal? No, it was yeah, the quarterback Vernon Adams. at the time. Or not Vernon Adams. No, it wasn't um, Vernon Adams. It wasn't Vernon Adams. He no long, he's no longer in the league. So okay, he okay. started a couple of games from Montreal. But, but yeah, um, it was it was all, all, all a whole pile of shit. What? Who was Deron Carter's cousin? That wasn't Kenny Lawler, was it? Uh, yes. Yeah, it is. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes it, it is. Was. Okay. So, anyhow, um, uh, I it's have to go over go. here and look. I'm going to run out of. It's almost time to go, I know that. And I'm going to run out of uh, batteries here on my iPad before I lose the show. I'm going to, I lost the show anyhow. Oh, shit. Go here. Sign in. The screen's going to go black on me. Where are we in time? 47 seconds left. Okay, this has been Let's Talk CFL Podcast, oh. episode number 490. I've been your host, Christopher Jones. Uh, Charles Cliff and Will McDonald have been here. Football season starts tomorrow night, guys. Get ready for the games. We're all ready for it. 30 seconds left of the show. Charles, say good night. Good night, folks. Enjoy this weekend's games. I know I'm planning to do so, and we will talk to you next week. William, go at it. Good night, fo- good night, folks. Tomorrow night is the beginning of Calgary's undefeated season in the CFL. All right, William, back at it. I love it. Okay, good night, everybody. Take care.